You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. Rob and Carrie Stewart here, coming to you from the newly redesigned Creating Magic Vacation Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is episode number 137, Universal Studios Hollywood, written by Rob and produced by Carrie. It got really hot here this past week in Orlando, didn't it? It still is. I know. And of course, we are recording this in June, which means that we are just at the tip of the furnace. Is that better than the tip of the iceberg? Inquiring minds want to know. And yes, last week and this week, the temps are hitting over 90 degrees, but the feel-like temperature, which they tell us about every morning on the local station, feels like 100. I know. Even going out this morning to take the trash out, and it's early in the morning, and it is so humid. So if you come to Florida and it is humid, just be prepared. That is going to be like 24-7. You were only outside for a minute. Here's the really funny, ironic thing is as we're recording this, I can hear the trash truck coming up the street. So crazy timing. Anyway, this week's topic is a first for us, and that is reviewing something from Universal Studios and not the one in Florida. And not a movie. And frankly, we have not been to Universal Studios Orlando for three years, and I don't miss it. Now nah, we're Disney peeps. It's Disney's literally in our backyard, so yeah, we, we just go to Disney a lot. And Universal Hollywood, though, was another travel first for us. And the other one on this trip was the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. We'll tell you a little bit about that, too. But first, let's get to it, starting with travel news. Air travel seems to be getting better. Uh, shorter security wait times, seems like fewer delays. But our number one tip is still to just take carry-on bags. Do not check any luggage. You can do it. I know. And it does look like gas prices are starting to fall a little bit, which means that more people will be driving for their vacations this summer. And some of you are listening to the show while you are on your vacation driving right now. Or just driving to work. We don't know. But what does that really mean? Airfare should be going down. But the bad news for us, especially here in Orlando, that just means more vacationers on the road, specifically I-4, or we call it the 4 now. The 4, yeah. We're, we're, we're acting like we're Californians in Florida. We, we, we don't call it I-4, it's the 4. And the 4 is bad no matter when or who is here. Everything here is 30 to 60 minutes away from about just anything else, no matter how far it is in actual miles. Keep that in mind. If you're playing along at home, you know that our last few shows have been about cruising, both ocean and river. And now, well, I think John Cleese said it best on Monty Python. And now for something completely different. This week, we're taking you to a place far, far away. Well, at least for us. And this is the West Coast, California, IA, and specifically Universal Studios, Hollywood. If you listen to Disney Travel Secrets, which, you know, who doesn't, you probably know we were out there for our second annual Gogi Wine Club event which is the first weekend in June. And Gogi Wines is owned and operated by Disney legend Kurt Russell. And we had so much fun last year that we knew without a doubt that we were going to be returning. And since it was on a Sunday evening, we didn't want to fly in the same day just in case of flight delays or issues. If you have to catch a ship or you have to be somewhere very important, always give yourself a buffer. So we decided to come in a day early on Saturday. And the funny part is, even though we were travel agents, as late as that Friday afternoon, literally the day before we were flying out, 
We not only had no plans for Saturday, we didn't even have a hotel. Well, and the main reason for that was because we were trying to get that extra night at the Event Hotel in Santa Inez, which has been completely sold out for Saturday. Apparently, it was a grad night thing. And we never had grad nights at a hotel. And I don't think in my high school, we ever even had a grad night. I'm pretty sure we didn't. I mean, we might have made our own, but it was not. It's a big thing now, though, especially out in California. It was nothing official. It was like, hey, guys, let's get together. And it wasn't a whole school thing. It was just, you know, our friends. But luckily, you came up with a great idea. Let's go to Universal Studios Hollywood and stay at their Hilton right across the street. Brilliant. And let me tell you this. The California and Florida parks do have some rides in common, but the experience overall is completely different. And we definitely love Hollywood more. Part of that may be because it was a new park for us, but I just liked it better. I know. So let's talk about what we love. Starting with, as you just mentioned, it was a first for us. It's always fun, but it can also be a little bit disorienting, maybe a little intimidating, trying to find your way around a park for the first time. And this was no different. If you're going to go to Disney for the first time, we totally get you because this is how we felt. It's like, oh my gosh, we don't even know where anything is. Yeah, but it was really nice that it was only a short 10-minute walk from our hotel to get to the park. And like Orlando, they also have a city walk with restaurants and shopping. We didn't really explore very much of that, other than we did have a really good lunch at Vivo Italian Kitchen. There's also one of those in Orlando, and this one was just as good. And of course, we got the lasagna. It was so good. Anytime I see lasagna and it's got bechamel sauce on it, you know that's what we're getting. So Now, the walk, I would say, is probably similar from walking to, I guess, the back entrance of Epcot from the boardwalk. It's about, about that length. And we did get to the park just before lunchtime, just to get kind of a lay of the land, as we call it. And then we decided to grab some lunch, go back to the hotel, and then we were going to come back and close down the park. This is something that we almost never do here in Orlando. And in all fairness, we did take an early flight that morning. So we landed around nine o'clock in the morning and we needed a nap. That's a long flight. I will say it does make it easier. If we're going to fly coast to coast or fly international, we've made our thing that we now only fly business class. It's just, it's worth the extra money, the comfort, the service. It's just a better experience. Now, Universal Orlando and Hollywood are similar. Like we mentioned, some of the rides, some of the areas are about the same. The foods are pretty much the same. They're close. And then there are some differences. So for example, how the lands are laid out is very different. I felt like they were a little more intentional in the Hollywood Park versus how they're laid out in Orlando, which seems just really random. Like somebody had to point out to me that there were actually lands in Orlando, other than the Harry Potter areas. That is true. Or the Dr. Seuss area, or, you know, when you go... Okay, so you can figure it out. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) When you go from, you know, the world of Harry Potter into Jurassic Park, and you can see each one from the other. It is very different. The Simpsons area here really felt like a land very different than Orlando. And as we were leaving, we were come from one area of the park, we're going to go to the front of the park to go to something we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But they have these giant donuts. I mean, they are huge. The box is like the size of a small pizza box, but it had a giant donut in it. There had to be 30, 40, 50 people in line. And this is at the end of the night to get a donut. It was, I've, it was crazy. It was crazy. I'll have to put a video up. Of that I know we on did. We walked Instagrams. by, we, we, turned yeah. on our, we did shoot some videos. We walked by. That was hilarious. Now, over in Hollywood, they do have this little mini water park play area, which when it's really warm, that would be a fun place to just take the kids and let them kind of cool down. The Harry Potter area was very similar to the Hogsmeade that you can visit over at Islands of Adventure in Orlando. And that's where they have the big castle. 
Big Harry Potter fans, however, would really like Orlando better because you can then visit Diagon Alley and hop on Hogwarts Express. They did not have that out in Hollywood. That is true. I don't know if they have, they don't have the space, but the one in Orlando, definitely much better. And like you said, very similar. Like if you're inside that area, you won't be able to tell really, at least we couldn't if we were in California or Florida. We did get the Express Pass for our one day, which gave us a one-time use Express Pass on most rides. Totally worth it. Now we would have purchased, and we do strongly recommend getting the VIP package. It's a shared VIP tour, so it's not exclusive for your group, but it was sold out. We 100% would have done that though. Let's talk about our favorite ride. And it's probably not only our favorite ride there, it's probably one of our most favorite rides ever. And this is the Backlot Tour. And it is head and shoulders above anything Disney had at Hollywood Studios or even what Universal has in Florida. Plus, this ride was an hour and 15 minutes. You're on a tram and they let you bring your drinks. And keep in mind, this is still a very busy working movie and TV studio, at least when there's not a strike. That is true. There still is the writer's strike, so a lot of things were not happening when we were there. But it is really cool, though, to be going through the sets and being like, wow, this is where they made that movie. I know we need to go back during their normal operations, you know, when the the writers are not on strike. If we don't go there before our next trip for the the third annual Gogi Wine event, we'll definitely go there again just to see it during kind of normal operating times. Because I would love to see those studios in action. And there were a few parts of this tour when we went inside like an enclosed area while you're on the tram and you put on your 3D glasses and you feel like you're moving through whatever the, the scenes happen to be, even though the tram is actually stationary. Yeah, these movie makers are pretty impressive. And I also thought that it was really neat that the trams all had their own monitor because there are several cars of them so that we could see and hear the guides. Plus, they would show little movie clips from some of the places that we were visiting. And that was just a nice little extra touch on this tour because it is a long tour, but it went by so fast. When it was done, I was like, I could go on that again. I will say, make sure you maybe take a nature break before you get on the tram because it was an hour and 15 minutes long and towards the end and we got stuck behind another couple trams. We're like, okay, let's go. We're, we're ready to get off the tram. So just keep that in mind, but do not miss this amazing attraction. So during the morning when we did our little site inspection of the park, we were getting our lay of the land. Wait, that's what we're calling it? Yes. It, it actually went pretty fast because the park is really not that big. It was interesting looking at you know the park map and it showed that there were two levels and that first time we didn't see what the second level was but later in the day we did find out how to get down to that lower level and it was not a flight of stairs more on that in just a minute and i will say that the disney maps are much better and the app is a lot better but the most confusing thing at this park though is every land ended up in a dead end they don't just like flow through like you would expect them to. It's like you'd go in and then, oh, okay, I guess we're at the end of this one. Now we have to go back out. We did get to ride the new Secret Life of Pets. So we've never seen the Secret Life of Pets. I think it's a movie, maybe a TV show. Anyway, we don't know. In the words of Carrie, it was super cute. It was. I thought it was kind of fun. And that is one of the rides that you can get a virtual line for or you can use the Express Pass. There is no standby for that particular one at this time. So a minute ago, I said getting to the second level at Universal was not a flight of stairs. It was an escalator. And let me clarify that. We've been on a lot of escalators all over the world, but none longer than the one getting from the upper level of the park down to the lower level where they have Jurassic Park, Super Nintendo, and a couple things down there. And technically, it wasn't just an escalator. 
It was four separate escalators. I know, there were four, and they were so long that after the first two on the landing between the second and third escalator, they had a bar cart with adult beverages. Well played, Universal. And they do have stairs that if you don't want to take the escalator, if you have insane, that option. If you're insane, oh my God. <laughs> and there were some kids running up and they would do like one level and like, okay, I'm taking the escalator the rest of the way. We're like, yeah, no kidding. Now we did get to see something that was also very new and super popular. but only Super? Yes. And it was only for a short time and that was Super Nintendo World. To enter this land, you have to join a virtual line. They call it a line. Disney calls them queues, whatever. Or if you have the Express Pass, you can enter whenever you want. But once you enter, you can't go back in. The Mario Kart ride is kind of the superstar of this area, but the line was super, super long. And this is where I wish we had that VIP pass because then we could have gone on it. But the Express Pass wasn't included for that ride, and there was no way we were going to wait two plus hours for that. So to clarify, we did get the Express Pass. It was part of our hotel package, which we highly recommend. That's the best place to stay because you can walk right over. And we would, like you said, we would have gotten the VIP pass. And crazy enough, it was sold out, but the park wasn't that crowded. At least it didn't It didn't seem to be like Disney crowded. But Super Nintendo Land at night, it really looks like you have stepped into the Mario Brothers game. Yeah, and at night, it was pitch black. Our photos are really great. So again, we will put those up on our Instagram because I was like, this is really cool. And then they also sold these little power bands that you could use to interact and kind of play in the land and get points. I'm not 100% sure how all that worked, but imagine like a watch band with a watch that is about a half inch thick. That thing was big. I mean, this land was so small. I don't think we were there for more than maybe 10, 15 minutes at max. Because when you stand in the middle of it, you can kind of see everything. And it looks like a video game going on all around you. Yeah, when we were like up top and we were looking down, it looked bigger from far away. Of course, we didn't realize it was four escalators down. That was a long way. That was a long way. It was just a lot smaller in there, and they did have different lines to go and do some of the interactive games. And so once you were in there, yes, you can go on the Super Mario Karts, but there are more opportunities for interacting, but only if you have that little magic band thing. Exactly. So if you're curious and want to see some of those shots, just check out our Instagram, which is Travel Talk Weekly. So they do have one dining location. It's a themed dining option in this area. You can get a reservation, and sometimes they will let you do it day of, but I would not plan on that. I saw all the signs that just said it was sold out. Oh, and I do have a live update. The Secret Life of Pets was a movie that came out in 2016, in case you were wondering. They probably have a TV show, too. If not, they should. Now, our must-do at the end of the night was their live stunt show, Waterworld. And that's something you have to see. I will say it's something we totally did not expect. And it's very different from the one that Disney Hollywood Studios had here in Orlando that's now gone. Yeah, lights, camera, action or yep, something like that. that yeah. was the one. That one was done with, you know, little stunt cars and things like that. But this show is themed to the movie Waterworld. And that tells you how great this show is because Waterworld was a big budget Kevin Costner movie from 1995 that was like a cross between Mad Max and Indiana Jones. Yeah, and prior to Titanic, it was the most expensive movie ever made. And that shows you how good the stunt show is because it's better than the movie and the pre-show 
is hilarious. Yeah, so the actors, they make sure that you know where the water areas were. They are clearly marked. And yeah, this was a huge highlight, though, for me during the trip. I loved this show. I could have seen it more than once. That's why I said I think we'll do the same thing. We'll do the exact same thing next year. We'll stay on Saturday, stay at the Hilton on Saturday, spend the day at Universal, and then head up to the, the Kurt Russell event. But another surprise show we went to, and this was literally right at the end as we were you know, getting ready to leave the park, the Kung Fu Panda Adventure. Yeah, and this was a fun surprise. We were like, we have an express pass. Let's just go for it. Why we not? We did. We, we, it was on, not that we needed it at that time of night, but dang it, we bought it. We're using That's it. That's right. But what they do with projections in this show was such a fun surprise. It's a theater type show. Don't knock it. Just go for it because it was actually really, really fun. Now, we also did some of the standard rides. We did Jurassic Park, but we did skip some of the rides that are in Florida. Some of those are just too like jerky for me. You like know. The Mummy. Yeah, not doing Fast The Mummy. Fast and Furious. Not doing that one. Yeah, I know. Overall, when people say that Disney is expensive, let me just tell you, our one day with one night costs us just a little bit over $1,000 for just hotel and tickets. So be prepared. I will say, though, totally worth it. And I'd do it again. But with VIP. Yes, VIP. We must be VIP. So we did finish off our whirlwind 72-hour journey to California with a stop at the Warner Brothers studio on the day that we were flying back. We had a red eye, so we had a day to kill. We drove through the mountains, and they were so pretty. And then we decided to head over down to Burbank, and we went on a four-hour tour. And that's just one more hour than the Gilligan's Island tour was supposed to be. Ooh, that's a very good TV reference. Well played. Yes, but going back to you know the mountains we drove through, that was one of the prettiest drives we've ever done in our entire life. It was misty up at the top of the mountains and windy roads. California is an amazing state. Now, back to the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. Yeah, so what were some of your highlights from that one? You know, it was seeing some of the movie sets, and it's weird because I thought I'd seen this in person before, but we've never been, you know, never been to the Warner Brothers lot. And it was seeing the motel... And the house where they actually filmed the exterior for the movie Psycho. Yeah, and then we drove through a lot of the streets where many of the TV shows and some movies are filmed. And then we also went into a couple of like the actual sound stages because they have a whole ton of them, so much history there. And just thinking about all of like the golden age of Hollywood, all those films that were filmed there, that was really cool. We actually sat on the couch that's in front of the fountain that is the intro to the show Friends. Yeah, and that's where the soundstage is there. We went into a soundstage of an active set. Of course, the writer strike is going on, so nothing was actually going on. That would have been cool if we could have actually seen some of it because one of the sets we went on was the new version of Night Court. Yeah, and then I actually started watching Gilmore Girls because they kept talking about it. And a couple people on our tour were like, oh my gosh, I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan. And they were like totally getting all excited in that area where there's the gazebo and some of the homes. I don't know who these girls are, but I was really tired of hearing about (laughs) but so many of the exterior shots of them like around town are filmed on these streets that are on the lot and so now when i'm watching it i'm like yeah i've been in that house oh that's a fake one oh that one's real oh i see they dressed it up it was kind of neat and from a tv perspective or a tv show perspective this lot goes way back even like to the the 1970s with dukes of hazard yeah, that same thing in that Gilmore Girls. That was a big girls. show back then. That was, <laughs> yeah, it's the okay. same little can area. We, can we quit talking about these girls? No, it's such a cute show. If you're a TV or movie fan, definitely put this on your list. But to recap, just in the period of one month, less than 30 days, 
We toured these studios, the Charlie Chaplin Studios, Walt Disney Studios, Universal Studios, and the Warner Brothers lot. And if you want to hear how we did tour Charlie Chaplin and the Walt Disney Studios, hop over to our Disney Travel Secrets. We did an episode about our adventures by Disney, Southern California. Another great part of this tour was the visit to the prop warehouse where we got to see the globe. And I think it's the, the spinning globe they had from Indiana Jones. I know. I don't know why we can't remember it, though. And I tried to Google it, 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 it might and have been I Raiders couldn't find the, anything. It might have been Raiders of the Lost Ark. Anyway, but also the White House set that they use for pretty much everything. Yeah, they had some really cool props in there, though, that were all over some stuff from Men in Black. That was kind of neat. And then they had the Game of Thrones, like the big throne. So again, we're we're going to put a bunch of these photos up so that you can see a little bit behind the scenes of what you can enjoy on this tour. So yeah, just head over to Instagram and check out Travel Talk Weekly. So overall, Universal Studios Hollywood, Warner Brothers Studios, a huge thumbs up. And it's a great place to visit. You really should try this out. Yeah, I would say for the theme park, if you're really into theme parks, maybe you go once a year. If not, maybe every few years. And Universal Hollywood is at the most a two-day park. I mean, we got almost everything done oh, I think in, in less than a day. you could do it in one day. You could, but if you want to space it out and relax a little bit, it's a two-day park. Good point. Good point. Those escalators take up a good chunk of ch- time getting from the top to the bottom. Oh, you and know what we should have done? We should have timed it. Next time we go out there, we'll time it to see how long it takes from the top to the bottom with a quick stop at the adult beverage cart. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Travel Talk Weekly. And we're really excited about our next two upcoming shows. We are. Episode 138, we're going to do a very detailed breakdown of our private Adventures by Disney trip next year, going to England and France. Well, mostly London and Paris, but you get the idea. And you, our listener, are definitely invited. You can go to creatingmagicvacations.com and fill out the vacation form. There's also a link in the show description. All you have to do, though, if you do fill out the form for resort, just put Adventures by Disney. Something to keep in mind when you do fill out that vacation form and put in your number, is you will get a call from me on a 727 area code number. I make the first call to every vacation request. So if you see a 727 number and you've requested a vacation, odds are it's me reaching out to you. And then after that, we have a really, really cool show. And we're going to go back to the sea. And we're talking about one of our favorite cruise lines, Star Clippers. And you've probably never heard of them, but they are a small cruise line with three sailing ships, including the largest five-masted sailing ship in the world called Royal Clipper. We were fortunate enough to be invited by them to film on board that ship when we used to do our TV show called All Aboard TV. Hard to believe it was eight years ago. That should also be a clue as to how much we love that trip. We still talk about it to this day. And specifically, our 10-night sailing from Venice to Rome. And we're not only going to give you the details of that cruise, which they still do, by the way, we're also going to share some amazing cruises in the Caribbean with Star Clippers. We even saw on one of their sailings, it's it's a transatlantic crossing. It was a 16-night cruise that was only $27.70 per person. That is ridiculous. You can't hardly eat at home or do anything at home for that much. It's crazy. Or you can take the exact cruise we did, which is a 10-night cruise, Venice to Rome, for only $28.30 per person. That is crazy low pricing. And as always, we will leave you with one of our favorite travel sayings. A passport full of stamps is better than a house full of things. So this year and next year, let's adventure together. 